Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Oh, yeah, full Monty for you and a new theme for you on a new theme Thursday. We got a lot to get into. Uh, there may be hope for those who are praying for NIL federal legislation. Apparently, there are some senators hard at work. And so we'll get into that coming up here in the first segment. Also, Greg Sankey, he disagrees, or at least he is not a fan of the latest Texas NIL law. We'll get into that, too, coming up. Also, the Madden 99 Club in the 2023 class. Uh, There's some of them, four of them, that have been revealed. We'll talk about that. And also, a great idea to fix the running back market. Best idea I've heard so far. We have the audio. Uh, actually, a uh, former teammate of mine. Uh, we'll hear from that coming up uh, next segment. Talk some NFL. Also, we'll get to uh, some uh, pro football offensive line rankings for college football. They give the Longhorns a lot of love. We'll get into that coming up. Also, Caden uh, Stearns went on Twitter, had some uh, very um, interesting comments about his time on the 40 Acres. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, we'll talk Astros, Ghostrolls, and Rangers both get a win. All of that more before we do let's introduce you to the rest of the crew he was a second round pick for the montreal expos but a first round pick for the austin radio network he originally committed to the university of texas but decided to forego the 40 acres to chase his dream in the cheese pimping ain't easy but for this man it's a breeze ladies and gentlemen mike hardball hard what's going on brother what it do what it do what it do new theme thursday and i do like the conversation we're about to have about the nil most importantly i want to have that conversation about the running back position oh, i already know i didn't know he was a teammate but i really do like what he had to say <laughs> but let me talk about my man that sits across from me because he is my teammate he hails from h-town with the get down he's a lifetime longhorn and a proud car carrying member of dbu Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro as always. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We're pretty damn sure the man is underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, brother? Man, Austin's own did not show up last night. Uh. Did not show up. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what are the rules of the the, the basketball tournament? Because that's what it's called, right? The basketball yes. tournament? Yes. Um, is it? It's not one and done, is it? I think it's one and done. Is it one and done? I believe it is a bracket system, Ooh. and it is one and done. So I think okay. they're done. I could be wrong. If anybody has a better opinion on yeah, that, I don't know. I don't. I don't watch a ton of the basketball tournament. It is, it is a lot of teams, though, right? It's like it's sixty-four, 60. I believe. Yeah, so I think they kind of do like the tournament, like yeah, the, yeah, like the NCAA tournament. Yes, yeah, which means they, one they were, and done. Uh, if it means knows, you're not coming back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because they did not rebound the ball. <sighs> What what was the uh, number? The disparity? Uh, twenty six to fifty two. They doubled them up in rebounds. Oh yeah. They doubled them up. And That's the worst good. part about it was not the good. real problem was they were too big because Austin was playing mm. two centers basically, and they were just running the court and Cam Ridley couldn't run. <laughs> and so like basically it was like three on five every time down for a second or two, and they would just go fast and then they would rebound. Mm. They would pull the defender out and then Defender wouldn't get back for the rebound. It, it was uh, it was not a great uh, not a great showing for Austin's own. Yeah, uh, for those who are unfamiliar, the Austin's own was basically I believe all the players were former Texas. Uh, ba- basketball players. Yes. Right? Former lifetime Longhorns, I should say. Yeah. Um, who? Yeah. And ooh, man. Yep. Yeah, one and done. Sorry. Right. Also, always next year. 
They put it on every year, right? <laughs> no, no, it is. Yeah. They, I believe it's, a, no, it's an I annual know. thing. It's always next year. But this is the first year that I believe Texas, yes. Austin's own, was formulated, right? This yeah, was I the first this, time. I believe this yeah. was the first time they had a Texas alumni team. Yeah. And uh, Jordan Hamilton played well, really well in the first half, and then kind of petered off in the second. But, yeah, it was not. Who could they have had on the team that they don't have that's not currently an NBA player but also kind of – DJ Augustine was actually on – B and E this morning. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he he's just on the verge of retirement. Like he's 35. probably about to. He's probably he basically says like, if I don't play for the Rockets, I'm not gonna. You know, no, yeah, but play. I think he he's doesn't working need on the his money. golf game. Yeah, yeah I don't think I don't, that means you're about to retire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah he also he also made a lot of money in his career. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. And so a lot of these guys did not make a lot of money in their that's career, true. and that's why they're still doing this. Yeah. Whereas DJ Augustine may be like, you know what I don't want to do? Work out a ton <laughs> for sixty five thousand dollars, possibly, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, no, that's a good point. Sorry for Austin's own, though. There you go. Thank you, uh, my man Patrick, for the update. That's why he's the man. He's the idealionaire as well. Uh, and he comes up with our musically themed days of the week. It is a new theme Thursday, uh, and we'll get clues and hints ba- from the uh, song selections that are chosen uh, by the idealionaire DJing new theme Thursday. And Harge and I are supposed to figure out exactly what the new theme of the day is. So we'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. Specs text line. It is open, but it is. Uh, it is. It is troubled. Yeah, it's malfunctioning. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, for some reason, our computers here are not. I don't know. I think they might be overheated because they turned the air off on us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, well, I, uh, I used to be chilly in here. That's why your boy always wears long sleeves. But, you know, I guess with some of the news, maybe it's like, you know what? <laughs> Save some brain. I, 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 I will. I, I will defend Austin Radio Network that I don't think we control the AC in all this building. Okay. Well, it, well, yeah. Whoever it is they, yeah, it needs to be turned up, turned Help. down. I should put it. T- t- Hell. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with the with the computers in here, but I have no idea. When the spec sex line does come back, five one two three three seven three seven seven six. But you can also hit us on our our Twitter handles. There you go. Hardball Harge, any Twitterverse. Uh, I'm I, it, it's Patrick Davis as well, and I'm at Rod Babers, any Twitterverse to hit us up. Okay, let's get to uh, some uh, sports here. All right, that's why we uh, we'll get back on track before we get too off the rails. Um, okay. So there was news today, and this is big news, actually. And it came from uh, from Yahoo Sports. Uh, they're the ones that put it out there that three U.S. senators who have now decided to they've released this uh, and made it public. Their bipartisan draft they've been working on of federal NIL legislation for all college sports. Uh, it actually is bipartisan. Bipartisan because they have two Democrats and one Republican. Uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal, uh, he's a Democrat from Connecticut. Corey, Senator Cory Booker, he's a Democrat from New Jersey. And then the Republican uh, senator is Jerry Morgan mm-hmm. from Kansas. And essentially they're working to create the, the this, this act is the College Athletics, College Athletes Protection and Compensation Act. And it's going to be included in this will be national NIL policy. Uh, you're talking about federal government oversight and enforcement, creating an NIL database for transparency, and even grants the NCAA. Yeah, oh, here we go. I know. That's kind of one point I'm <laughs> a little iffy on, but, you know, it's a step in the right direction. It even grants the NCAA the basically gives them the authority to create rules to enforce pr- provisions within the act themselves, um, but also giving the NCAA legal protections. 
some legal protections. I don't know how many and to what extent. Uh, student athletes would receive lifetime scholarships, which basically, I'll give a shout out to Texas, University of Texas, essentially University of Texas, I believe they treat their scholarships as that from what I, what I experienced. Right. I mean, I went right. there. That's I, what I was about to ask you. What, yeah, what are your I thoughts left, on that? Well, I left in, you know, I, I left in 2002, get drafted into the 03 draft. Um, or after the O two season into the two thousand three draft, and I hadn't graduated yet. Once I got once I got done the NFL two thousand eight somewhere around there, um, I came back to school. I assumed I had to pay my way. I had some money. I just got done with the league, so I figured I'd have to pay my way. I was just trying to see if I could get back into school at Texas. I was just about to say you didn't want to have to use your money. I didn't. Want but... to, well, I didn't. Well, I didn't. Well, I mean, I think most people do at, right. at that time. They were that I believe there's still some schools that have to do that. That's just the reality of it. And when I came back to Texas, um, Mac Brown, I talked to Mac for a little while, and Mac once he saw me he was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm trying to go back to school." I, I, was, I think I think it's over. He's like, "Oh no, it's over." <laughs> He's like, no, no. "If you think it's over, it's over. Don't worry about it." He's right? Like, Is that? If, and trust me, they'll call you if you it ain't over. They'll give you a call and let you know it ain't over. Ain't nobody calling. It's over. Um, he's like, go. He's like, go get registered. And I was like, with who? He's like, you know who? Go talk to Gene Bryant. Shout out to Gene Bryant. Uh, mm-hmm. I always took care of us. Um, and wife of Cleve Bryant, who also was uh, the consigliere, if you will, uh, for Mac Brown for years, and he, who is now passed away. Yep. So uh, R.I.P. Yep. to Cleve. And uh, she just and Mac was like, don't worry about it. We'll get you. We'll get you back. You, you're in. You're, you're good. You're in good enough standing. You can go back to school. And he was like, you're on scholarship. Done. And they treated all their players. All the players got the same treatment. And hell, I honestly, for a while, I didn't tell people that. I thought it was like something they were doing under the table. I was like, seems kind of <laughs> you seems, holding it to yourself, right? I was like, yeah, I ain't telling people about this. But you know, it, they 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 extended that um, benefit to players. Um, they grandfathered going all the way back to as far as they could go. Like any players who came back to university who hadn't graduated, even from the seventies were coming back in or eighties or, or something coming back and they were, you know, getting back in school. Some I, there was some of those stories too. So it, it is Texas had actually been doing this for a while. So mm-hmm. shout out to Texas because uh that's that was really cool. Like I said, I didn't even tell people about it for a while. Right. Like, <laughs> Texas might be helping me out, might be breaking some NCAA rules. I ain't even worried about. <laughs> Turns out there's like a fund that I believe Delos Dodds and them started that basically does a pool of money that is set aside for this type of stuff. Yeah. To like make sure that they are l- truly lifetime scholarships if that's the case. It's so. amazing when they have all this money just laying around to try to help these players out. And we'll get into that conversation a little yeah. bit later. Well, I think Texas realized, you know, you got all these high profile athletes, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't hurt it doesn't help your brand for for them to be doing bad. Right. Right. <laughs> for those guys not to be graduating and, and not to be representing the brand by going into society and starting careers and starting businesses and, you know, being leaders uh, in society in some way and then them connecting that back to, oh, that's that guy went to UT. Yep. Of course, that's all they do. So I I, I think they were thinking on a, a, a larger scale and now that's part of it too. Anyway, getting back to it. So uh lifetime scholarships, long term medical coverage. That's something President Obama brought up like years yeah, ago. He was pushing for that for a yeah, while. Yeah, he was like, I don't really care about the compensation. I think they should get medical benefits late in their careers. And, and, you know, the NFL is probably the worst at this. The NFL's got the worst system 
for medical benefits post NFL career, you basically get you they call it vested years. So every year you play, it's called a vested year, mm-hmm. and basically you get the amount of vested years of insurance, and it starts, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, five years after you're done, something like that. It's something around there, possibly, possibly. And yeah. I think you can do it with it before that, but like basically, you cannot, you cannot use that medical coverage from the NFL, you know, in your fifties, unless you play for I don't know fifteen years. Right, you got that. that <laughs> you get, they, they give you a window yeah. basically yeah. where you can use it. You should you should be able to pick your own window. I, I, say, I should, think that if too. You get five vested years, like I got, I think five vested years. You should be able to go. All right, I want to use my five vested years when I turn fifty five. Right, or which when, is which would be a smart know, move instead of using a, it when I'm hell. I was 28 at the time, right? And I was on the NFL insurance at 30, and I was done with it by the time I was 35. Which was makes like, no sense. And I was like, well, I didn't need well, it. it. I mean, it makes it's good sense. insurance, it's, but I didn't need it. it. It's cheaper to insure younger people. Exactly. That's, that's why the NFL. That's why it goes. makes yeah. sense. It doesn't yeah. make sense for the players. It makes sense for the NFL. It sucks for the players. It's yeah. terrible like, for the players. My body started acting up to like now. When I'm 55, it'll you know be a wreck. Yeah, right. I, I can use yeah. some really good insurance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yep. So, so, yeah. So, anyway, I, I love that idea. They're talking about medical coverage um, through the institution and through an established medical trust, which is really cool. And uh, also, if you go look at it, they're also saying they're going to permit schools to restrict an athlete from entertaining a deal that is contrary to the school's code of conduct, prohibit compensation to be used for inducements with recruits and retention of current players. They're going to prohibit schools from representing athletes in NIO ventures, influencing athletes of a, uh, athletes choice, excuse me, of representation. And they're going to allow schools to prohibit athletes from engaging in NIO ventures that are concurrent uh, with the college athletic events and competition. And this is something that you'll like too, Harge. How about this one? In the non-NIL provision, the act permits underclassmen to enter a professional draft and then retain their eligibility if they, one, return to school within seven days all right, of the draft ending, and two, don't receive compensation from a sports league. That is also something they want to put in there. Yeah. That's great. I think that's the perfect thing to do, and Sounds I think awesome. we've we've done that before. We should have done that a long time ago. But the one question that I do have for that in that instance is: Does so if you enter this draft, what happens with your scholarship? And the reason why I asked about the scholarship is because certain coaches are going to be looking. It's lifetime. To oh okay 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 yeah. okay okay. So okay. The, 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 no problems. It's lifetime. Yeah. It's literally like lifetime. So you go and leave, and you can go pursue other interests in your life. And hey, that scholarship should be waiting on you as long as you got your years of eligibility left. Gotcha. I got two. I got two of them left. I want to come back and get my two. Try to but, get on that but two. I think what for, is saying for, for, right. for school though. For school, but not for participating. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if I'm a player and I get drafted, but I don't no. If I enter the draft and I don't get drafted, okay. what is the coach going to do with my scholarship? As far as that's why I said they have the seven day window. The, you contact the seven day. It's seven days after the, the draft. Seven day. You have to contact yeah. the school within seven days. If you don't contact the school within seven days, then the school can move on from you, and your scholarship is gone. Yep. I believe there is retention of the scholarship. Is what they're saying here. With if you contact the school within that seven days after the draft, if you go undrafted. Yep. If you go undrafted, and then your your okay. lifetime scholarship, you still have it. Okay. Um, that I believe is is the case. Well, that's, that's what they're saying. Here. I know in baseball you can already do that. Like if you're here at the University of Texas, your name gets called in the draft. That's you have true. the right to either dr- sign or not, mm-hmm. and you're still coming back. I mean, 
Or you, you, know, you like, don't take money. As right? long as you don't take as long money, as you don't take the money. Yeah, yeah. And I know we're thinking more football side of it, but with the baseball yeah. side, no, you're it, right. This is every sport. This yeah, every this sport. should be, especially football. because now it's like someone said, this could be almost like a one and done type of situation. Because think about all those kids that end up coming to school. Football, you got to be here for three, right? Mm-hmm. You got to be here till you're 21. You Baseball's got to yeah. be in to till you're 21 as yeah. well, yeah. or three years out of school. So. I wonder how that affects those kids as well. So every year, let's just say, let's use that kid, Travis Sequoia, right now. If he wanted to come to Texas for one year, would he be eligible to enter the draft after that freshman year? That's the one question that I would have for everybody. But whatever the process is, if they're going to try to put some legislation on it, I think that's the part that's kind of difficult. Okay, so the the profession you're talking about, like whether they can go professional or not. Yeah, it, those are aren't those the rules of the league, the professional leagues? That's their rules, right? Like the NFL rule is you got to be three years out of high school. I think I, I think that's an NFL you are rule. correct that's a, on it's that. Like their company, yeah. like no, that's no. why basketball is trying and to go back, back to the yeah, one, and so, one and done. Yeah. So it, and I've said you know I, I, that's that should be considered when you're making the NIL legislation. But I believe that's like that's their rule. Yeah. So that's kind of a separate thing. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh-huh. I was just thinking about that. I was like, that's why they put the number, the caveat of 21 years old. Yes. For baseball. Yes. You either go for you either go yeah. for three years if you're younger, yeah. uh, 21 if you're older, and then you got to or when you get drafted out of high school you can go. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, I think especially in the, like a sport like women's basketball, yep. where there just isn't as many teams, so you can right. still go into that WNBA draft. Yep. And if they go, all right, well, if I can go in that draft and they're going to draft me, then I'd like to go. But if I don't go in, I, it, it's fine for me to go back, get some more NIL, play another year of college, and then go into the draft again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. No, but yeah, yeah. Honestly, it gives a lot of advantages to the student athlete. You can just apply for the draft. Really, you know, as much as you can. I don't know. Are there rules about? Yeah, and you may not be able. To, again, that goes to the league. To the league, yeah. About, where it's like yeah. you can't be in two How, drafts. Once, you, once you someone drafts you, you're a free agent. To if you're who owns your rights and all that kind of stuff. But right? like, if you're in the NFL or or NBA and you don't get drafted, you're just an undrafted free agent at that yes. point. So you can. So even if you came back to school, then the question would be: Do you come back to school? Do they modify their rules that you can re-enter the draft, or basically you come back to school? You dominate for a season, and now you're not a draft pick. You're a free agent. Mm. Yeah, that's Which, what I'm saying. So there's so many different things that I guess we would need more clarity on these things. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just a draft. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, point, it's a rough draft. They're just trying to work out the kinks. And you know what? I think it's a good idea. I don't know how long it'll take. You got a presidential election coming up, so right, it's right. definitely not. Gonna That's why be, all this stuff is trying to jump out there now, putting it out there. Yeah, either they're going to try to cram it in before the election, which is highly unlikely, or they're going to, you know, obviously wait. Just getting it out there to try to see what the public response is going to mm-hmm. be about it, and then they can really try to get some work done with it uh, and gain some support behind it and some momentum behind it after the presidential election, depending on, I guess, who becomes president, too. That could also mm-hmm. determine the momentum of it. It's exactly. going to happen. We just don't know how fast it's going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I, I think it's a good idea. I love the, the like, basically the Bill of Rights, essentially, for the student athletes. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Something that needed to happen a while ago. And, you know, now you're starting to see it at the, uh, people talk about it at the college level. Yeah. So uh, that not going to happen, I don't think, in the next, I don't know, 
year or so, but I will admit I did not know, and nobody assumed that they were there were already U.S. senators that were working on it in bipartisan fashion. So uh, there you go. Uh, also, since we're talking about NIL, Greg Sankey, and Greg Sankey probably one of the major players and figures that was able to try to get Washington uh, at least interested uh, into, into in the NIL legislation federally. But um, he actually expressed his discontent, his disagreement <laughs> with the Texas, the new Texas NIL law, um, which has a lot of different um, incentives, uh, advantages for Texas schools in it. Uh, even CDC has said that he is going to follow the NCAA guidelines um, over the new Texas state laws. We know that Ross Bjork, the A&M athletic director, has basically said they're going to follow the new guidelines. I think it's House Bill 2804 that they're going to follow the guidelines of the new state law over and prioritize that over the NCAA rules, which could create some friction. Oh, and, yeah. And we'll see what happens with the NCAA if they decide to to act or to investigate if they they see that the A&M is breaking their rules just so that they can abide by the Texas law. But here's what Greg Sankey said about the new Texas law, which does allow uh, Texas schools to uh, link loyalty points or donor incentives to NIL donations. So basically you can get uh, perks. You'll get better parking, better seats, access to better events, all that kind of stuff. Maybe perks of NIL appearances, stuff like that. You'll get better uh, opportunities or more opportunities, I should say, and better opportunities to you know, pr- participate and be engaged with the program through various uh, different activities um, based on the loyalty points. Longhorn fans know that very well. And every different donor system at different universities have this. Right. So basically he is saying that he disagrees with this. His statement is, um, quote, our student athletes deserve something better than a race to the bottom at the state legislature level. As the efforts are made to create what are perceived as competitive edge through state laws that are not overseen. This is an ongoing problem that we identified as the exact wrong way to go about permitting student athletes to engage in name, image and likeness activity. Hmm. There you go. Then he went on to say uh, that basically the the SEC will respect the NCAA rules <laughs> for now. That's <laughs> yeah. for now. Yeah, um, but I, once you you know once you get federal legislation, whenever that happens, yeah, um, maybe you'll get you know you'll, then you'll get some unanimity in terms of the NIL rules. But right now, yeah, it's kind of the wild wild west. I was going to say, how close do you think we are? To getting that, like in your estimation, is it is no, this no, something that you have 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 spent some time really trying to figure out what we what would be a good model? Because mm, everybody's always talking knows. about capitalism, right? Yeah. Everybody wants the free market. Everybody wants to be able to do whatever they want. But now you're trying to you're basically trying to put the BBs back in the box, right? As Mac Brown and mm. Daryl Royal said. 
But right now, you can't do. I mean, how are you going to legislate something that you already let go out there and be wild? Oh, yeah, they can't do it. He even goes on to say, he said, the reality is only Congress can fully address the challenges facing college athletics. The NCAA cannot fix all the issues. The courts cannot resolve all the issues. The states cannot resolve all these issues, nor can the conferences. And he's right. Yeah. It has to. It's going to have to be a group effort by all of those entities that he just listed. Mm-hmm. They all got to be on board <laughs> to fix it. Good luck. And like I, said, <laughs> I don't know what fixing it means. Right. Because it's hard to say it's broken because you don't know. You never really put rules and guidelines in place. I guess the NCAA did later um, as to what defines broken. Right. Right now you're saying of the loyalty points, now no, you can't do that. That's 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 bad. That's you know, that's 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 a form of inducement, I guess, on the other end. Um they know inducements is bad. They can't do that. Which right. is essentially allowing someone to profit before they become a student athlete on your campus to profit from name image and likeness. Or to guarantee it. That also cannot happen. But there are states' laws that now allow you to make money as a high school yes. athlete. Yeah. Via name, image, and likeness. Missouri just passed one. The Show Me State just passed one of these laws. They said, show me the money Yeah, in like, the Show Me State. The <laughs> Missouri lawmakers have passed legislation amending the state's rules around name, image, and likeness for student-athletes, allowing some to access the financial benefits before they even arrive on campus. The law will allow athletes to begin profiting from endorsement deals while still in high school, as long as they sign a letter of intent to attend a public university. So as long as you sign so it. So I was going to say, yeah, you got to wait to sign it, but yeah. you can't sign it until your senior year. Mm, so yeah. you can't really make money because you haven't created, maybe they're saying for whatever school that is, correct? Because if, you, if you're a high school mm. kid right now and you have some people in this city that want to endorse you, you can't do that? You know what I'm saying? That's why That's why Quinn, Quinn ended up leaving. That's why Quinn left him? Yeah. So, so I guess Ohio has one of those laws that yeah. allows you to get, I don't know, but he, yeah, I don't know. That was weird because he left early. Though. He left early. He left early. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's, it is, it's, it, it, it there is a lot of loose yeah, NIL sure. laws out there. Yeah. And I think that's, what, even we'll get into the sound of Lane Kiffin, but Lane Kiffin brought it up too. Yeah. I love Lane Kif- Kiffin's responses. At SEC Media Days. You know. He talked about it too, basically. Yeah. He believes it's a racket at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's a free agency. Um. Well, yeah, it is free agency. It is free agency because you you have a great year, Robbie. You get six interceptions. You're locking people down. Somebody else is coming to get you. Yeah, and if they're calling your coach at DBU, DB High, and saying, "Hey, you know what? I think Rod can come out to Colorado and hang out with Prime." Yeah, and if Rod Lane, gone, and if Lane Kiffin has mm-hmm. a good year at a D two school, then they're coming to get him. Yep. and they're going to give him a better job. Yeah, and he will never complain about it. Correct. And so it is. I, I get it. And if you're if you're offensive if you're an offensive lineman and your offensive line coach has a great year, you're not getting any benefits from it. He is. He's going to get a better job. Correct. And so that's where the problem is. Is I get he can complain all he wants, but if he's making millions of dollars off the backs of other men, and then he wants to say, well, they shouldn't have any choice in it, and I do. That is where the problem lies. But I, I get it. I think there's a lot right now of. They everybody thought that they could exploit the rule to help themselves the most. Correct. And they're starting to realize that that is not the case. And now they're like, okay, guys, we all thought we were going to exploit this and win, but we're not. So can we go back to screwing over the kids again? Like, is there a way <laughs> we can do this to where we're winning again? Because we we feel like we're losing now, and we don't like that. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I, there are no easy answers uh, with NIL. I I just think the NIL was the compromise of 
pay for play. Yeah. And we were, I was like, no, you can't just pay them. They can't just play them and make them employees. That's that's way too much. That they see that yep. that destroys amateurism as we know it. Um, so the compromise to keep a form of amateurism was okay. Let's go nil. Yeah. All right. Also, we, we all agree the old system was just exploiting. You exactly, know, and it also indentured servitude, basically. <laughs> and also, nil is we don't you don't have to take any of our cut. We get to keep all of our money. You go find other money, and you yes. can have that. Which because there is other money out there. There is. There's, there's so of money out I there. get it. It's yeah. It just yeah. it was a deal of everybody thought we can exploit this. The the guys will get more. It's a broken system. Let's break it more, and then we'll fix it later. And I think now a lot of more of these conferences that thought they were going to control everything with name, image, and likeness are realizing, well, oh no, all it has to do is screw us up. Is the school has to come in and say, well, we're only hiring one. We're going to go get one player, and we want to go get your best player. We want to go get your best defensive end. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. So wait, you're going to spend all of your nil money on our one guy to to go back to his hometown or go wherever. And it's screwing us. And but that's the free market. It, it is. But I get why they're thinking. They thought that wasn't going to be an option. Yeah, and it's like. And uh, now so it they, is. I love it's how messing they up. didn't study right. the free market. It's, like, it's no. going to be the free market. You guys, are you guys, <laughs> yes. you guys assume the NCAA was going to save you. And it's like that, that's not happening. Um, Especially I, when the, all the time you're trying to get them out of your backyard. That's the NCAA. You're, you've never – if the NCAA was coming to talk to you before, you didn't want anything nor help with them. Now you're trying to say, hey, I wish the NCAA would have done something else. They would have never done anything like that because of your point. They don't want us to get sued either. Uh, and they, they, don't want, they don't want litigation. Yeah. These states are not going to enforce the rules because the no. states, they want their schools to profit and to be, you know, obviously in an advantageous position yep. because their state's NIL laws. So there really is, and the NCAA is not really enforcing things. So there's really, because they're scared of litigation. So there's no enforcement of anything. So yep. that's why they're like, hey, Uncle Sam, would you come in and save us? I, I know some people have their <laughs> reservations about letting the federal government come in mm-hmm. and, ta- and like take things over. But uh, at this point, what's the great quote from, I believe it's uh, Eric Hoffer, the writer, that every great cause begins as a movement, becomes a business, and degenerates into a racket. That's essentially what we're, we're in a racket phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just, that's capitalism. I mean, that's just capitalism. No matter what movement you have, some somebody's gonna turn that into a business. <laughs> yep. That's just like, hey man, you know what? It's a movement. It got a lot of people that that's passionate about that. I think can make a whole lot of money off of that. And they start making money off of it. Then everybody's like, hey, they're making money. I can make some money. It becomes exactly. a racket. And then we're in racket phase. <laughs> so now we got to kind of reset this. Got to keep it moving. Um, all right, we come back. We'll talk about the uh, Mad 99 Club for the 2023 season and a great idea, the best idea so far. No BS from a former teammate of mine to fix the running back market. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful down the horn.
Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104 Down the Horn. New theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire, he takes jams and songs that are supposed to provide clues and hints for Harge and I as to what the new theme of the day is. Um, I'm supposed to know who this is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know I'm supposed to know it, but I don't think I know it. I know of them. I know this jam, too. Who is this? Who is this? The band is Soundgarden. Okay. I I know I should know this. I know know of Soundgarden. Yeah. I don't know how that gives me a clue. It gives me no clue. What's the name of the song? Is that don't give it away? No. The name of the song is Outshine. Outshine. This is like, yeah. Okay. I got nothing hard. What you got? got Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Well, all right. We'll try to do better with the second clue for a new theme Thursday. Okay, so there's been a lot of talk about the running back market. We've been talking about it all week long and how Mm -hmm. depressed it is. We've given you all the stats. The the stats do not lie. Uh, The numbers don't lie. Analytics don't lie. The running back position is devalued because they depreciate faster than any other position in football. That's why the career and the lifespan is so short. And yes, uh, only, I believe, I believe they're making lower money than kickers at this point on average salary running backs are. That's how devalued Mm -hmm. they have been. So everybody's trying to figure out how to fix the running back market and how to fix it for them because this is so specific to running backs because they peak so early. They peak during their rookie contracts. You go look at the top 12 running backs in yards per carry in 2022, eight of them on rookie deals. They peak too early, mm-hmm. which, guys, you never want to do. Um, Very true. <laughs> you know what? That, that premature. He, he ain't lying. <laughs> he ain't lying. You don't want that. Yep. And that's happening a lot to running backs. Right? It seems to be. <laughs> premature peakage. Yep. All right? We don't want that's why they need. Peakage. That's why they need to figure out if they can get drafted earlier. Uh, exactly. Yeah, they yeah. need to try to go out there and get, get out, out there, there earlier. Yeah. If you're a running back. No, it's hard out there for a running back. Yeah. Uh, okay, so but we know they. That's why the issue is what it is, and you know what? I don't think necessarily if there's collusion behind the scenes for against running backs. I think just think the analytics, the new era of analytics, like it has changed every sport. Correct. Now is changing football, but the one position it seems to be isolated on is running backs. Okay, so Dominique Foxworth who was really a high level in the NFL Players Association for a while, too, and I'm not sure exactly to what extent. He was my teammate, actually, in Denver for a while, too. Really good player, played for a while. He has a great idea for how to fix the running back market, and he's dropping some knowledge that, honestly, I didn't even know about. Here is Dominique Foxworth. So, how do you solve this problem? How do you solve problem, you ask? You didn't ask that, but I know you were thinking it. I am. <laughs> All right, so... There's a pool of money that I don't think many people know about called the performance-based pay pool. I had never heard of this yeah. until 20 minutes ago. Yeah, so performance-based pay pool is a lump sum of money that the league has set aside to compensate players who have outperformed their contract. And what tends to happen is it's a player who's a late-round draft pick or something. It's a bunch of players who are late-round draft picks who ends up playing a lot of downs, and they end up getting big checks. I was that guy when I played for the Broncos. I was a third-round pick of rookie. I ended up playing so much that my performance-based pay was higher than my actual salary. So I got one check that was higher than the whole salary I had all year. So 
obviously, since I benefited from it and lots of players like that deserve to benefit from it, my argument is not that we should take that away from them, but that pool is three hundred and thirty six million dollars. Crazy. In 2019, it was $230 million. It's continuing to grow. I think that they should set aside a portion of it that is designated for running backs, or at least there should be some benchmarks that you have to reach over the course of a couple of years, maybe even three years. If you meet these performance benchmarks and these playtime benchmarks, then you unlock this performance-based pay bonus that is only payable to running backs who've reached these benchmarks. It's the best idea I've heard, guys. I'm sure there's some you got to change the CBA language in it, but there have been a, we know that could be the case, and it'll be in 2030. But of all the ideas I've heard about how to help the running backs, this uh, performance based uh, pool, performance based pay pool, which by the way, Robbie didn't know about because Robbie never uh, outperformed <laughs> his, his contract in the NFL. So I played so many I would, plays. I would, yeah, I never had to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it makes sense though for undrafted free agents and for late round picks in the NFL um, that they end up outperforming their contract and then that's just pool of money. Says, he said right now it's 336, or at least it was last year, $336 million and it goes up every year. Yeah, I don't I said I don't know how exactly they would do it, but it'd be great if they could somehow for running backs uh put it where since they like I said we they peak so early um that they would be able to have access to this if they perform at a certain level um within a certain amount of years of their rookie deal of their contracts just nope. so they can get paid. After no that you, if you want them pay them great. If not, you don't got to pay them, but at least they should be able to get something for their their peak performance, which happens during their rookie deal, when most of your wage suppression happens, you don't like you said in any sport, you're not getting your best no. money to your second, third deal. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about forever. It's like, yeah. man, big payday is your second contract, your third contract. If you can get to that number, mm-hmm. and if they have this budgeted aside, and again talking about late draft picks, but the only contrast is the only person that you would really look at because Tony Pollard wasn't a first round pick. Uh, Saquon was, what, number two overall pick, I believe. And then you look at all the other running backs. Nick Chubb would be a guy. He wasn't a first-rounder. So you would have to look at those levels. But was Derrick Henry a first-rounder too? So that's where I'm looking at where the incentives would be because he said he he outperformed it. So there's a lot of guys that are running backs that outperform the running back. Oh, position in their contract. Probably more than any other position. I think so. <laughs> that's why they're trying to cut them out. Yeah, that's true. That's why they're trying to cut them out. And everybody else is getting money except for the running back, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because of the value in which they perform and, and the level at which they perform. So, yeah, I, I, the fact that there is that I didn't know was that. the most amazing thing that I heard. Like my man said, I didn't learn that until 20 minutes ago. I yeah. Who knew? $336 million pool is a performance-based pay pool, lump sum of money set aside for players who outperform their contracts in the NFL. Amazing. He said his check that he got from it, guys, (laughs) it was bigger than all of his NFL checks that season combined. Guys, those NFL checks, they are, dude, they're fat. Yes. Well, no, for a third-round pick. Because it wasn't like he was, if he said it was a seventh-round pick. Right. Then right. I go, okay, then it was like a $2 million thing, and you were making $650,000. Mm-hmm. So that's still, I mean, like, that's a great thing. But if he's a third-round pick, that means Ooh. that he was making at least a million a year, probably yeah. more. That means mm-hmm. he, yeah, he probably got a check for a million, a million plus or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. 
Oh, I said he was giddy because he didn't know about it. He was right. just kicking it one day. He's like, uh-oh. like you when you got that extra money. Like you when you got that money. Like, man, they were giving me game checks. I wasn't even playing. I thought, yeah, Detroit Lions, because of the freaking Lions. They were. I was on injured reserve the first year I was there, and they paid me the whole year. Like I was yeah, on like the was roster, on the and yeah, they 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 were like, uh, "We paid you too much money." I was yeah. like, "Hey, my fault." Uh, and I think I could have kept it. It just rolled off. They kept me the next season, and then they took deductions out of my check to get the money back. So yeah. I think that's why I made the team, though. So yeah. hey, All right, you got you know, one God, more year of checks. God is good. Yeah, yeah. I will. all the time. <laughs> I, that does, all the time. That does sound like one of the most Detroit Lions things it to is. take like a deduction. They, guy, and they kept that guy. Did did decide the roster spot is not more important. We'll just no, keep this. That is a, <laughs> the most Detroit Lions thing. <laughs> hey, Calvin Johnson, uh, can we get you? I like. I know we. I know you retired, but could you come wash some cars? <laughs> like we just feel that we did. We needed some more out of that Man. contract. If you all, remember, ask Ricky Williams. If you yep. the NFL thinks you owe my money, they, yeah. they sued Ricky. I think they either sued him or they were about to. Like, hey man, you owe us some money. We gave you some guaranteed bread, and you just want to walk away. We need that bread back. The NFL yeah. don't play, man. They don't play. That's what uh, it's all about. It ain't no much, much guaranteed money. I no, that was weird. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> I like get, it for you, don't know. Oh, trust me. I, <laughs> like I said, I look back in retrospect. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's why I made the lines the second, <laughs> first second season. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get to uh, this Madden '99 club. You guys seen yep. the uh, the four so far? They they release I think a little bit more every day, but so far the only '99s are Travis Kelsey, Zach Martin, shout out Cowboys. Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver, mm-hmm. who won Offensive Player of the Year last year, and Aaron Donald, who is one of the greatest defensive players in the history of the game. Actually, he may be. Is Aaron Donald on, like cl- closing on the Mount Rushmore of defensive he, players? He has to be. Of the year? He's got to be in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're He's throwing so many defensive players n- of the year, n- no disrespect to y'all's JJ Watt, but if we're throwing JJ Watt into that realm, we're definitely throwing. Uh, Aaron Donald into that. Oh yeah, because he don't miss games. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying. He's he's there. I don't disagree. With so that. yeah, I'm 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 thinking Aaron Donald definitely needs to be in that range for yeah. sure. Yeah, and especially if the Rams figure it out this season and can stay healthy this season as much as they weren't last year, then you add another year of yeah, you know stellar performance. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he hasn't had a drop off. No, I mean there's no drops drop off. Yeah. The only drop off he had was he was thinking he was going to retire that year. But it was more about money. Mm. He was going to walk away after they won the championship, and then he was like, nah, I'm going to come back and beat some more people up, rip their helmets off during practice and try to club them with it. <laughs> Remember, he does that quite <laughs> I, often. I about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't because I, I, I know that dude's having nightmares about that. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Man. Monster. Yeah. Monster. He is a monster. By the way, speaking of the 99 Club, Zach Martin was the first guard to have the 99 Club since – Two thousand three. Oh, who was the who was the guard? Do we know? Oh, three. It would have to be like. I'm a, trying to think who it might have been in two thousand three. Joe Thomas was, was a, Rod B playing in the league. Oh, long time. Say, that, was, that, that was a while back. back then. I wonder who uh, it is. Yeah, too. that's a no. No, he is. Like I said he he deserves that bread. Right after he got that ninety nine rating, that's when the report came out. Like within hours, yeah, he was I like, was like I'm sitting uh, He might be sitting out <laughs> trading cap. He's a ninety nine, folks. Yeah. You know, he's the first ninety nine for a guard since 03. Yeah, he need to pay that man and made it his profile picture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so anytime am, you come looking for me, I'm the standard. This is what you see. I'm the that's standard right. right now for guards in this league. So y'all need to pay me my money. Uh, will Patrick Mahomes be a ninety nine? I am on. That saying yes, 
I'm, he is the standard. He is who everybody's chasing right now. Has what quarterback has ever been a ninety-nine on Madden? We gotta go look that up. I think there's been quite. I mean, a few. Tom Brady had to have been a ninety-nine at some, at point. some point. Yeah. No, I'm just asking when he was him. at the goat status. I'm just asking like which ones That's had been ninety-nine. Good question. Uh, so your guard, who was a two thousand three Cowboys guard, Larry Allen. Oh wow, that's nice. Wait, I thought Larry Allen was a tackle. No, he's he's, a, count, he's counted on Madden as a left guard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, a texture got it too. Texture said Larry Allen in 03. Good yep. job. Yep. Nice. I should have known well that from done. my Cowboys. Yeah, what? I mean, yeah. it's a cowboy and a cowboy. Yeah. That is a hell of a stat. There you go. I like that. Um, yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes probably should be a 99, but like I said, I, I got to go back. He did win MVP. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. He's got to be a 99. I think he's a 99. Let me see. I'll find out by the now, time we get No, I think back. he's a 99. Yeah. He is. I think he's going to be a 99. They didn't have any other – I don't think any other defenders were going to be 99. Uh, Bosa might be. I got to see what Bosa, Bosa is. Bosa might be. Don't you – Because Parsons in. is 97. Yeah, that's what we heard, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm. I'm going to find out how many 99 quarterbacks – um, I know yeah. Aaron Rodgers did it before. I got he it. definitely had done it before. Yeah, that's a good point. His prime, he definitely did it. I think Russell Wilson got on there at one point. Oh, yeah, Whoa. right. People forget Russell. His prime was nasty, man. Yeah. yeah. Y'all just think about recency, yeah, recency bias. Drew Brees got on there. As a 99? As a 99. Wow. What? In, <laughs> what? In what? 2019. What? They gave it to three quarterbacks in 2019. Okay, then they give it to any damn body. <laughs> they giving, oh. they're giving away. They're giving away too many 99s. Then I didn't know they get. I thought they. I thought it was something that was more sacred than that. Giving it. Away, this giving is Aaron Rodgers had it a bunch of times though. Give it yeah. 99 everybody. Then this is good information right here. They said Dak Prescott got 350 thousand in his rookie year for the player. Oh uh, yeah, the player performance bonus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike Vick sense. got a 99. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Peyton Manning. All right, so it's okay, not, it's, so it's it's not, not a rare thing. No. Nah. Happens a lot. Yeah. All right. It's the flavor of the week. Uh, yeah. So you he's know? definitely, so Mahomes definitely will be a 99. I mean, they did a, a special him, on him called quarterback. Him and Burrow both might get a 99 then the way they doing. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You Burrow's not a 99? You can't Ooh. give it to both him and Mahomes. You can't. There can't be more than one Because they're not on the same level. No. They're not on the same level. No. All right, we come back. We one got has to- played for a championship and the other one has won multiple. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right, uh, we'll come back. We got the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104 Nine The Horn. New theme Thursday. That's when Patrick plays jams that are supposed to provide clues and hints for Harge and I. So what the new theme of the day is. Harge, you got some? Nothing. It's a very different vibe than the Soundgarden from the... Yes, this is Audio Slate. Soundgarden, Audio Slate. We're definitely missing something here, man. This has got to be the... Staring us in the face, too. Strange names of bands. No, no, no. no. <laughs> That's not it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Strange names and bands. Uh, nope, not it. But it, I think it's really obvious that I'm mad at myself because I know it's like, it. yeah, it sounds like I should be able to make this connection. Yeah. Obviously, but I can't. All right. Uh, we'll try to do better in the 4 o'clock. Uh, the Flex, FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. Go check it out for yourself. 
Uh, yes, uh, did throw it out there for those who don't know the uh, sh- the showcase, the skills showcase that Anthony Williams was putting on, um, and has been uh, they've delayed it. Yes, um, so it has been it's going to be rescheduled, and right now we don't know what when it's going to be rescheduled for. Uh, but they have uh, decided to uh, cancel it today, and they're going to reschedule the skills showcase. I wonder so, if it's because it's a hundred degrees outside. Um. What they don't yeah. do it inside in the multiplex or whatever. There's, there's no, no. There's no inside of uh, the multiplex. It's outside. Okay. Yeah. It's not a like Dale Valley. They would have done it. It would have been inside because that's where everybody works out at. Man, I saw a lady. It is 101 right now. It, it is 101. I rolled up and it's probably 101 in. And there's this lady outside. Man, she is. I gotta tell you, she really wanted to get a smoke, and she was dedicated to getting this smoke. She was just out there in the heat. Smoking a cig, and I was like in extreme temperatures. And I was like, I used to, I used to smoke and smoke cigs back in the day, but man, sometimes it's too damn cold or too damn hot. It's like yeah. it's not worth it when you need it, baby. It ain't think, nothing. I think I was, I'd you. rather smoke a cig as a former well, cigarette smoker in the cold was it, than I would in the, in the heat. Was it? Was it here? Maybe yeah, she was right outside. Yeah, the, the AC wasn't working. They she was like, it was gonna be hot. Might as well be smoking. We talked about it. If they yes. find a way to be like, oh, let's turn it off yeah. just for a little bit. Um, oh, text specs text line. They are yeah, they gave no because I knew they would get it pretty quick. They gave it away. <laughs> I knew. I said, I know it's obvious. Yeah. Okay. This okay. So uh, texters, thank you very much on the specs text line. Apparently. It is uh, Chris Cornell's birthday. Yes, posthumous so, birthday. But yes, it was a birthday today. Would have been fifty nine today. So these are all songs that Chris Cornell is a singer of. I all promise right. you. There you go. I See? would not have gotten that. I, that <laughs> no, something. I, said, I know it's obvious. I knew it was obvious. He has, he's one of the greatest rock singers of all time. There you go. I was That's like, not on my phone. We should know this. No, <laughs> that is not on my phone. It is not on my phone. <laughs> I don't know if I have any uh, Soundgarden or. Audio slave, you know what you said? Yeah, and oh, he's got phone. he's got person he's got original stuff. He's playing some other bands too. Like he's all right. Maybe today, after today, maybe I'll have maybe some, you'll find one of these. I have some Chris Cornell on my phone. That is the hope. After today, you ain't got to lie, Craig. <laughs> 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 no, if he's one of the greatest rock singers of all time. I want to be able to appreciate. It. That's okay. what all right. that's what uh, all these musically themed days are all about to expand and broaden our horizons. Mm-hmm. All right, we come back. We'll get into more new theme Thursday, but also uh, we got to talk about pro football folks' offensive line rankings. They're ranking all the best O lines in college football. We'll get into that. Caden Stearns had a tweet reflecting on his time on the 40 Acres, and I think I have a stat about that. i got to go back and look through my papers about uh, Caden Stearns. That is a mind-blowing one. So we'll get into that, too. And also, the real UT, that they're discussing this at SEC Media Days. We'll discuss that. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The 